it's showtime. This cat here, Binks, right? He can talk. My brother's a virgin, he lit the black flame candle, the witches are back from the dead and they're after us. We need help. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus! You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite? Here's Johnny! Well, actually, the place I'm speaking of is called Halloween Town. This is the time of year to write to the Great Pumpkin. On Halloween night, the Great Pumpkin rises out of his pumpkin patch and flies through the air with a bag of toys for all the children. Hey guys, and welcome to a special Patreon episode of Tis the Podcast. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. I'm Tom. I'm excited to see y'all on a night we don't usually record. Twice talking in one week. Talking about something we usually don't talk about. That's right. Halloween. I'm always excited about that. I actually just, like, five minutes before we started recording tonight, um got back from driving around in Owasso looking at people's Halloween decorations with the three boys and Marty. Hannah was not interested. <laughs> but so that's wouldn't it be the four boys? It would be. Yeah. If, if, yeah. It would be the four boys. I do commonly refer to them as my four boys. So do the kids and Marty prefer the scary or the like cute, you know, the more cutesy? How, you so, know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. So Gabe and Ethan prefer the scary. Marty's probably split down the middle and Jude likes the cute. Because we were driving around and he'd see a ghost and he'd go, that's that's Gary ghost. That's Gary ghost. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It is kind of scary. But then he'd see orange lights and he'd freak out because they were orange lights. So we don't have many people participating in decorating here in Owasso. So I feel... I feel like I've noticed that here. Like I feel like Halloween, like kind of gets less of a big deal every year. You think it's getting edged out by Christmas? I think Christmas creep is yeah. Uh oh! It's like everybody out there that gripes about Christmas stuff coming out too early. This is them. They're shaking their fists in the air and they're going, "See." They are. They are. <laughs> I wonder if uh, that's I... it. Well, maybe if Halloween put out more content like christmas does it would have more staying power it's like uh dunder and blixum commented on our hocus pocus episode mm -hmm. there just isn't a lot of movies about halloween right you know it the the it it's hard to find anything that sparks as much excitement as the birth of god you know <laughs> Or, you know, pretty, an, old, an old, old man sliding down a chimney and leaving you free stuff. That's exciting. Well, I'm, I'm glad that's what's exciting to you. I'll stick with my Jesus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know. Hashtag you know what... not, subtly, not subtle judgment. 
<laughs> well, you know what's ex- you know what's also what's exciting about Halloween that doesn't get enough credit is the visit of the Great Pumpkin every year, guys. That's true. That's very uh, true. So if you have young ones listening, you may want to send them away real quick. Uh, because I'm going to unfortunately tell you there is no great pumpkin, Anthony. You just don't believe hard enough because he's appeared in my pumpkin patch before. It's because uh, your pumpkin patch gonna, is so sincere. I'm going to call BS. I don't think you could have a more sincere pumpkin patch than Linus. <laughs> I would totally agree with that. <laughs> what? <So. laughs> no way. You cannot compete with Linus when it comes to sincerity. Yeah, he but is the I, ultimate sincerest. I feel like I can, and I feel like I embody more of the Linus moment than Linus himself. <laughs> uh, I have some. I have some. This movie is going to bring me to some discussions about Linus moments with Linus and the paradox that we create here. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you haven't figured it out yet, the movie we're discussing tonight is. 1966 TV short, so not a movie. TV short, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. A classic. I'm going to say it because I don't think anybody's going to argue with me. It's a classic. Halloween it's a classic. TV short. For those of you who are not familiar <laughs> with this one, yeah, I'm going to tell you, go watch it. It's worth it. But then we'll also do a little teeny tiny baby synopsis. Um, if you're familiar with the Peanuts gang, When I refer to the Peanuts, I mean Charlie Brown, Linus, Sally, and the whole crew. Um, So, Snoopy, Snoopy, Woodstock. Um, Yes, that's the Peanuts. So for this one, the Peanuts gang celebrates Halloween with Linus hoping that finally he will be visited by the Great Pumpkin. While Charlie Brown is invited to a Halloween party. That's a terrible synopsis. Oh Charlie Brown is accidentally invited. No, no. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about Charlie Brown's Halloween party and trick or treat. Okay, let's do, let's do this one. Let's do this one. Charlie Brown is excited to be invited to his first ever party, Violet's Halloween party. Before the party, the Peanuts gang planned to go trick or treating with Snoopy, who is dressed as the World War One flying ace taking his Halloween persona to an extreme. The one person who won't be joining them for tricks or treats or the party is Linus, who will be waiting in his local pumpkin patch for the arrival of the Great Pumpkin. Linus believes that the Great Pumpkin rises out of the most sincere pumpkin patch, none more sincere than his own local one, flies into the air and delivers presents to all the boys and girls around the world. Because of his belief, Linus is the laughing stock among his friends. Sally is torn between going trick-or-treating for the first time and attending Violet's surefire fun Halloween party or following her love, Linus, and waiting for the great pumpkin's arrival with him. That's solid. <laughs> That's much better. That is also very in-depth. Very what? Very in-depth. It oh, is in-depth for a Peanuts that's very much like in death on my end. <laughs> wow, we keep in the Halloween spirit. <laughs> okay. So same cast we've covered. So we're not going to linger much on the cast. It's still directed by Bill Melendez, written by Charles Schulz. If you've joined us on Tis the Podcast, which we hope you would if you've made your way to Patreon as well, um, we have covered the um oh my gosh. A Charlie Brown Christmas. We have covered a Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, and we actually had a really cool guest 
host on that episode. Um, and I would, I would encourage you to check that one out. It's an early to the podcast episode. Um, so go check it out in our library. It's worth a listen. And we mean early. That was like episode seven or eight. Like yeah, that was I'm idea. thinking next year may be time to revisit a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, interesting. I'm voting um, nay. What did you say? Nay? I'm voting nay. Why? I just don't really want to have to revisit. <laughs> don't want so to have to or don't think it's necessary? Because I could see where. Both. Yeah, where that's something that maybe we can just be like, no. Let's just leave it. I think I what we should do is if we have if we have a bunch of those that we want to revisit, I think we should do a special Patreon episode where we re, where we do like a live watch, retros, a retrospective, or a live watch with fans. Uh, we can now do that with our Facebook. We group. Have, oh, we can. Yes, there's like a uh, a watch party. You can oh. start a watch party. Uh, that uh, is awesome. That needs so to happen. Does that mean this year we're finally going to do the live watch of the tree lighting? We need to. I'm I mean, I think that would be super duper fun. I think that'd Especially be fun, like just riffing, riffing. Yeah, just riffing for like however long it is with all the musical guests and stuff. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, that's right, because they like do the things too. I never watched that. I think the first time I things. watched it was last year. Yep. Yep. And Diana Krall I'm, was on it, right? I love her, but it was all, she's awkward a little so bit. So I, I say we do that. I say we create a poll or something and see who would be interested in doing that. Yeah, let's create a poll. Polls are good. Okay, so I want to know, um, I want to know y'all's history with this special. We talked about that with the Christmas one, but let's talk about what your history is with It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Anthony, you want to go first? Sure. So just like I don't remember a Christmas without a Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't remember a Halloween with the how it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I mean, the peanuts embody the holidays for me. Like, I know they're a thing outside of the holidays, but when I think of the peanuts, I just think of the holiday specials, especially mm-hmm. these two, more than Thanksgiving and New Year's and Valentine's Day and all that. These two are undisputed classics in my mind. And while I I'm sure we'll talk about this later, so I'm not going to say which one I think is better. But while I think one is better and give one the edge, that doesn't take anything away from the other one. Like, it's right there with it. And you will find a lot of people who would argue the other one's better. Because last year, on the Tis the Podcast Twitter, there was a huge debate between people on Twitter debating which of these two specials is better. But yeah, I love... It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I really do. And I can't wait for it to air on ABC this year. Even though I own it, it's just more special to catch on TV with the commercials. <laughs> it feels more in season. Yeah, it does. When it's I, on, that means it's like socially accepted. I feel that <laughs> way about all the, all the Christmas stuff too. Like I own my Charlie Brown Christmas and Rankin Bass, but like I get so excited when I catch them on TV. Yeah. Yeah, I, so. I do too. What's your history, Tom? I have a history that goes beyond memory. I don't remember not knowing this movie or TV special, whatever. I remember it as a kid. Uh, I always liked to watch it. I, for some reason, remember it was on CBS still to this day from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the, the CBS commercial that came on, the commercials that came on, everything. 
Um, I was a big fan um, as a kid. This one um, sands the Red Baron foolishness. I think I like this one more than I do the Christmas one, honestly. Are we just reveal? Oh. Are we just revealing that right now? I thought we were going to do that later on. I'll no. amend my statement then to say I prefer the Christmas one. Oh, that's and funny. I, I give the, the Christmas one the slight edge, I think, because of the music. That's fair. That's fair. And it being Christmas, I get. Um, I just find the Christmas one boring. I think I talked about that in our episode too. Yeah, and then you said you created beautiful memories of Ellie and scored it high. I did because she liked it, not because I did. But because I have these memories of her now, now it's something we we'll watch. We watch every year together, you know. Julia, before this devolves into a fight because Tom is angering me, what is your history with this? I'm not. I, no, no, I'm in the same boat. I'm not. I'm not going to say like I enjoy watching it. I just end up doing other things while it's on and use it. Like the Christmas one always becomes more of a background for me. Hmm. Well, I. And so well, is the I whole red the Christmas bear and nonsense one, here. I think the Christmas one can be more of a background just by virtue of the music. Like it's Absolutely. more of a background quality to it. And I, I don't know like... that I, I don't know of a, a, of a complete Christmas playlist that, exi- that exists without Vince's music, right? I mean, it, it, you can't, mm-hmm. it, this, his music has become so iconic with the Christmas season. Even the, the non-traditional Christmas songs are now Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's your history, Julia? Uh, same as y'all, they don't remember Halloween without it. I remember the excitement of seeing it come on TV made it really feel like it was like Halloween is like upon us in the same way that Christmas and Thanksgiving one do as well. Um, my brother loved peanuts first and instilled the love in me as well. Um, as far as what do I like better? <laughs> I like, um, I like the Christmas one better because the storyline is a lot more, poignant to me right it's it's more serious they cover some more serious things in the christmas one which i really enjoy so it gives me more of the feels but from a fun perspective this one by far and away beats the christmas one um it's 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 funny i feel like the christmas one um to your point julia about being more poignant it also is more has more of a story where this one kind of like little it's a little more uh I don't want to say episodic because there's this overarching story, but it's not as, it doesn't flow as well, maybe. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. as flowy. It's not, you know, I, you know what I'm trying to say. I, I don't yeah, want to use the word cohesive. I don't want to use the word cohesive because it's cohesive. But I think the Christmas mm-hmm. one was tighter. I'll say that. This one yeah. is yeah. choppy. Yes. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good word for it. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Jude really loves, Jude has just gotten into Charlie Brown. And he really, 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 really loves It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And he just kind of tolerates the Christmas one. Um, because there are definitely moments in the Christmas one that are a little slower, right? That yep. don't keep a kid's attention. And even me, like Tom said, I'll drift off and have it in the background. Love it so much. But there are moments it's a bit slow. Um, but so it's funny. I think if you'd ask any kid, they'd probably like this one better. <laughs> You should get you to record something about this one for us, Julia. Oh, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do about that. Okay, so it's a pretty short and sweet story, right? The synopsis kind of covered it. I, I don't know if I would call it a sweet story. 
<laughs> I'd call yeah, it a short story. <laughs> yeah, there's not a ton of sweetness in this one. Um, we still have Charlie Brown, who's getting the short stick every time. He's invited accidentally to a Halloween party, which he is fine with because he's invited. <laughs> like, he doesn't and, care it's an accident. And, he got an invitation. And that's a nice callback to the Christmas one where he he gets a Christmas card <laughs> where he sarcastically thanks a girl for the Christmas card because he got none. And the girl's like, I didn't send you a Christmas card, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Doesn't anyone understand sarcasm anymore? These kids are still so mean. They're so mean. <laughs> Um, I quite liked, and it always makes me laugh when they go out for tricks or treats and he gets a rock every time. <laughs> I feel I got, so bad for him, but it's just so funny. Yeah. I, I got a popcorn ball. I got a candy bar. I got a piece of chocolate. I got a I rock. Got a rock. <laughs> so I've got, I've got an interesting behind the scenes thing about that. Ooh, what? So after the special originally aired in the 60s, children all over the country sent candy to Charlie Brown at the studio at Aerodon out of sympathy because Aww. he didn't get any. That Aww. is so sweet. Kids right? are so kind if we just let them be. That's right. <laughs> they are not the kids in these shows. <laughs> no, Lucy's I have, a jerk. Yeah, she is a jerk. And like Sally oh. is like high strung. Okay, I will agree with, with Sally. I don't agree about Lucy. She's a jerk. You don't think Lucy's a no, jerk? No, 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 no. She's a jerk, but she has a sweet moment in this when she goes she, to the pumpkin patch and brings Linus home in the middle of the night and takes his shoes off and <laughs> his bed. I think that's a that very nice, that's like probably one of the sweetest Lucy moments in any of these specials. If not, yeah, I mean, the she, sweetest she's Charlie not Brown moments. Um, all the I, kids are mean. They're, they're very violent children. <laughs> so we, t- we talked about this during the Christmas special. I brought up how I'm always surprised given how much of a staple Woodstock is in Christmas decorations mm-hmm. uh, that he's not in the Christmas special. And Woodstock's not in the Halloween special either, even though Mm-mm. all the Peanuts Halloween stuff in stores, all the merchandise, includes Woodstock now. He so, is in the Thanksgiving one, though. He is in Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Which, should we cover that on Patreon maybe next week? Yes, because I love the Thanksgiving one. Spoiler alert. Oh, that's what I'm going to start for Thanksgiving dinner. We're going to do a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving dinner this year, and it's going to be jelly beans, toast, popcorn, and I don't remember the other thing. Are you really? Awesome. Yeah, we're going to put it in our Advent activities. Kids don't know yet. So it won't, it'll technically be after Thanksgiving, but. That's so cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. They won't know what's happening because <laughs> they don't love Charlie Brown Thanksgiving like <laughs> I do. But if my brother's there, he would get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know why Woodstock's not in this one. He, I mean, I he came he later anyway. Yet. Yeah, he came. Well, what year did Thanksgiving come out? I'm going to look it up right now. This one's 66. So Woodstock was invented and in, he first appeared March 4th, 1966. So this would have been animated and everything before he appeared oh, in the comics. by the time he appeared. In the and he wasn't given a name until after the Woodstock Festival, in which they named him after. Hmm. That is a weird thing he, to name him after, though. So he appeared in the comic strip 1966 for the first time. His first appearance in the film was in Snoopy Come Home in 1972. Oh, that movie makes me cry and cry and cry. Me too. I love that movie. That one's, I, I do really too. Love that movie. 
That one's so sad. Um, okay. So I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh yeah. I got a rock. I got a rock. We have the side storyline where Sally is still in love with Linus. And Linus is very confusing to me in this TV short. <laughs> because how are you not wrapped up in the Santa-ness of Christmas, right? Like you remember Christmas yep. and what Christmas is around for. But then you believe this great pumpkin mythology that's not mythology to him in Halloween time. I don't well, understand that. I mean, when you put the two next to each other, these two Linuses are different people. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to say that Linus definitely had a grasp on what the Christmas season was about, but they never said he wasn't, like, you know, into Santa. He just had a better grasp of what Christmas season was actually about. Mm, I got I the very strong impression he wasn't about Santa. Yeah. These Linuses feel different. They do. I think this one feels more... I'm not going to say jerky. This one feels more immature, while the one in the Christmas one feels... Yes. This one feels more immature. The one in the Christmas one feels much more older. Right, absolutely. It's more wisdom. Definitely. And it's not just in the moment when he stands on the stage in the Christmas one and has the wisdom. Like, the whole episode, he seems, you know, older in spirit than the rest of them. Well, it would have made more sense chronologically if this one came first and this one, like... uh... (laughs) knocked some maturity into him right that's true grew from this. <laughs> get burned in the pumpkin patch <laughs> brings about some personal growth <laughs> where by the time he gets to christmas he's like look guys <laughs> don't believe in your dreams <laughs> jaded linus um yeah so linus linus spends every halloween missing tricks or treats and missing the party because he's sitting in a pumpkin patch waiting for the great pumpkin to show up and give gifts to to everybody around the world but he only shows up in the sincere pumpkin patches and like tom said earlier this would be the most sincere pumpkin patch just because linus is there because he's a sincere guy he is a sincere guy he's a sweet guy he's a sweet guy i like linus Spoiler alert, the Great Pumpkin does not show up, and Linus is upset, but Sally is, like, downright nuclear. Sally feels as though she's been nuclear. nuclear. It's pronounced nuclear. nuclear. That's Brother. That's a homework quote for you. Um, no, Sally is mean. Nobody forced her to stay. She just chose to, and she does not for the wrong reasons at all. No. No. So I, I have a little behind the scenes trivia about Sally in this one. Ooh. So the actress who does Sally's voice, Kathy Steinberg, had almost finished recording all of her lines of dialogue when they got a phone call, the producers, saying that her tooth was loose and about to fall out. So they thought that she'd have a sudden lisp. So they rushed her back to the studio to finish recording her last lines. And right as she finished her last take, the tooth fell out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's, That's so dedication for a kid. Yeah, yep. kid actors, huh? The stuff you got to think about. Yep. That's interesting. I love the voice. The voices in these are always so great. And again, because they're real kids. Like, right. It gives them like, yeah. And you can yep. tell with this one, though, that all the kids uh, can read now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can tell. You can tell that. <laughs> So, Tom, 
You mentioned the Red Baron bit of nonsense. So the Red Baron that Tom is alluding to is Snoopy has a little bit in the middle, I guess kind of throughout, but mostly in the middle, where he's the Red Baron on his Well, where he's fighting the Red Baron. Oh, he's fighting the Red Baron. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's fighting the Red Baron. He's the Yeah, on his doghouse. Yep. And you think that's a bit of nonsense? Oh, I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. Really? It drags on so long, doesn't add anything to the story. I will agree it went on a little long, but I love Snoopy's fantasies. Yeah. It makes me laugh. I don't. So did you guys see the new (laughs) Peanuts movie, the theatrical (laughs) one from a few years back? Uh -uh. No. So I, first of all, awesome. Like you guys as Peanuts fans. Is it really? It, I mean, his kid, the Schultz kid, was involved in it. Like, so he made sure they oh. kept on brand. But the Baron stuff in that was done so well. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, shocker! I saw the animation style in the previews, and I was like, mm, I don't want to see. Me that. too. That's why I didn't watch it either. <laughs> yeah. No, nope. you guys got to give it a chance. It's on HBO for free, or one of those pay uh, those ones for free. Give it a All chance. Right. One of those paid services for free. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> if you have the channel, it's on demand. Is what I meant. But but the, like even even still, like even though they have that animation, they still move the same way. Like they don't turn more than the they turn in the. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. So it's not just completely different. Now, like again, Schultz's kid was involved, and he did a really good job of making sure that it stayed yeah. true. I'll have to check it out. Might be a movie night movie for the Colburn household. It's a good family movie night movie. <laughs> I think I could. I think I could stomach through watching it. I. I mean, I like the Red Baron part, um, but I, anything Snoopy does on his doghouse always cracks me up. I like it when he shoots people off the top of it. It's just hilarious to me. My favorite is when he's the vulture. <laughs> when he's vulture, Snoopy is like one of my favorite gags he does, um, especially when he's messing with. Lucy, because it drives her absolutely insane. I love when Lucy messes with Charlie Brown and rips the football away. I <laughs> always love that. So for those of you that, um, so I purchased this one. I, I own it, the digital copy of it. So it comes with a bunch of those extra Snoopy bits that you've never seen, or Peanuts bits you've never seen ever. And one of them is the magician uh it's a tv short about a magician and so snoopy does a bit of magic and he actually turns charlie brown invisible and charlie brown invisible ends up actually kicking the football and i i rarely love those extra ones like the pilgrim one i'm not a fan of really it feels like it drags on but they always play it after the thanksgiving one Mm-hmm. Um, but the magician one was pretty cute. I, I, I really kind of liked it. And then they have I some like, like disco one. Snoopy one. Did you see that one? That's like Snoopy doing flash dance. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. gosh. It's pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, so did so. you know the football? This is the first time it's ever animated. It was always in the comic strip. This is the first movie it appeared in. The really? really? Pulling the football away from Charlie Brown. Yep. They don't make oh, it man. seem like it's it seems like it's just an old gag in this, you know? Yep. Which, yeah, I guess in the life of the strip, it was an old gag by that point, but makes me feel terrible and laugh at the same time. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Why is he so excited about kicking the football? I don't get it. Because he didn't get a bunch of wins in his life. And the satisfaction of kicking a ball 
is the same as hitting a ball in baseball, you know, when you actually make contact, it feels like a win. Charlie Brown's yeah, but you supposed can, to win. They just have little holders that you could buy. You could just buy that and do it and, and be over with it, you know? <laughs> He's a kid who doesn't have that kind of cash. He's got to rely on life. He's got to rely on Lucy for that. <laughs> so it's pretty iconic when it comes to Halloween, the Peanuts dress up costumes, I think. Yep. Like you Absolutely. can see those pictures taken out of context and you know it's Peanuts. Oh, um, I love that music when they're trick-or-treating, especially at the beginning before the title card comes up when the yeah. actual ghosts seem to be scaring. <laughs> Just that little yes. bit at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Charlie Brown's sheet ghost ended up with just a whole bunch of eyes and <laughs> he had trouble with the scissors. Um, I love the that they use his bald head as a model <laughs> for their jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> I remember just, thinking that was just so mean. Yeah, so and, then, and then when they you get to see Charlie Brown's reaction, he's just so red in the face and he looks <laughs> furious. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my Gosh, I love it. Tricks or treats. Hmm. Tricks or treats was one of my favorites, y'all. Tricks or treats. <laughs> yeah, I love the tricks or treats. That's most of the parts. And then we have yeah. the end where Charlie Brown's actually talking to Linus about <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Linus is exhausted and he's really upset that the great pumpkin didn't show up and he's stressing about it. And Charlie Brown makes this offhanded comment of you know, I believed in some dumb stuff myself. And Linus, like, loses his crap. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're like, I, dude, Linus, chill, man. And I love that they a true believer. play the credits yeah. as Linus is just ranting and raving. Yes. Yeah. As, as the renter and raver on this podcast, I could relate to him in that moment. Just in this podcast, Anthony? Just in this podcast. Huh, Okay. <laughs> You neither rant nor rave in any other part of your life? No. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> there is something about a Peanuts rant and rave. Like Sally's rant goes on quite a long time when she realizes Less there's no such thing. Time. Yeah. About with a great pumpkin and she's, yeah, hers just perpetuates and then so does his i'm gonna sue you <laughs> yeah the, i like that line i'm gonna sue you <laughs> yeah it's good oh well before we get to quotes i have a question yeah is this a christmas movie <laughs> <laughs> uh does it pass the linus test <laughs> no linus does not pass his own test that's what i that's no. why this got so meta I just learned nothing. Uh, quotes. Yeah, let's do quotes. Favorite quotes, favorite scenes. So I loved when Linus was like, there are three things I've learned never to discuss with people. Religion, politics, and the great pumpkin. The great pumpkin. <laughs> and all I can think about with the first two is how times have changed. Back when all no. that stuff. A lot of people still won't do it, man. Uh-huh. We I'm just, just saying care. it's more common now with the social media. <laughs> we just don't care. Oh, that's funny. I think it still holds true for in-person contact, which would oh, have been sure. the only oh, contact sure. that Linus is referring to because they is didn't it? have that kind of stuff. So um, I like... I like Lucy... Sorry, you go. No, you go. 
Mm-mm, you when go. Lucy put on her her witch costume, and she's like, a person should always choose a costume which is in direct contrast to her personality. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody laughs. <laughs> Absolutely. I like. Um, at the very beginning, you see Lucy and Linus with a big pumpkin. They go out of their house. They get a big pumpkin. They bring it back into their house. They lay the paper down. They put the pumpkin on top. And then Lucy busts out this big old knife and starts hacking the top of it off. And she starts scooping the guts out. <laughs> Linus goes, you didn't tell me you were going to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> Which Jude will kids. quote now. <laughs> Which really oh, makes sense. Awesome. Do any of your kids actually get upset when you cut up the pumpkin? No. In the odd case, we do cut up the pumpkin. They don't get upset. Does Ellie? Don't do pumpkins? No, Ellie loves it. I forget about it, and then we never get around to it, so no, we don't carve pumpkins anymore. We did it last weekend, and Ellie loved it. Yeah? Yeah. Did you like a standard jack-o'-lantern face? That's what she wanted. Oh, I love that. She's a Halloween purist. She is. She is. That's why she wants to be a ghost, as she says. <laughs> so I like when um, I like Sally's little rant. I was robbed. I spent the whole night waiting for the great pumpkin when I could have been out for tricks or treats. Halloween is over, and I missed it. You blockhead, which I which I find interesting. She called Linus a blockhead because that's usually that's Charlie's quote or Charlie's mm-hmm. insult, right? Mm-hmm. You kept me up all night waiting for the great pumpkin, and all that came was a beagle. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to go out for tricks or treats, and it was all your fault. I'll sue. What a fool I was. I could have had candy apples and gum and cookies and money and all sorts of things. But no, I had to listen to you, you blockhead. What a fool I was. Tricks or treats come only once a year, and I missed you by sitting in a pumpkin patch with a blockhead. You owe me restitution. <laughs> She's so angry. I like it um, when after by that. Way, I love I love when Snoopy rises from the patch and Linus is so excited that he thinks it's a pumpkin. He passes, he passes mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I like where Linus says, you've heard of a, the fury of a woman scorned, haven't you? Well, that's nothing compared to a woman who has been cheated out of her tricks or treats. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tackle the quote that ties this into our regular podcast. Was a Christmas reference. So Charlie and Linus are sitting next to each other. Charlie says, who are you writing to, Linus? Linus says, this is the time of year to write to the Great Pumpkin. On Halloween night, the Great Pumpkin rises out of his pumpkin patch and flies through the air with his bag of toys for all the children. Charlie says, you must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? When you stop believing that a fellow with a red suit and a white beard who goes, ho, ho, ho. Charlie says, we're obviously separated by denominational differences. <laughs> and, you know, and to tie it back to the Christmas special, Snoopy once again licks Lucy and she's like, Ugh, dog. Ah, like dog. I love this conversation between Linus and Sally. Linus says, he'll come here because I have the most sincere pumpkin patch and he respects sincerity. <laughs> and Sally says, do you really think he'll come? And Linus says, tonight the great pumpkin will rise out of the pumpkin patch. He flies through the air and brings toys to all the children of the world. And Sally says, that's a good story. And Linus says, 
you don't believe the story of the Great Pumpkin? I thought little girls always believed everything that was told to them. I thought little girls were innocent and trusting. And Sally says, welcome to the 20th century. (laughs) (laughs) This weird new Linus that has somehow become a changeling for our original Linus. Yeah. Asks people about singing pumpkin carols, which I thought was weird. Because <laughs> we don't sing Santa carols, right? It would be, I would think they'd be Halloween carols, but, you know. Oh, boy. Okay, so going back to the football bit, this is the first time it appeared on in animation. Charlie was like, you just want me to come running up to kick that ball so you can pull it away and see me fall flat on my back and kill myself. And Lucy says to him... This time you can trust me. You see, I have a signed document testifying that I promise not to pull it away. And Charlie Brown says, it is signed. It's a signed document. I guess if you have a signed document in your possession, you can't go wrong. This year, I'm really going to kick that football. <laughs> and then he runs to kick the football. And Lucy pulls her away and he does his little, ah, as he falls down. <laughs> and Lucy's like, peculiar thing about this document. It was never notarized. She's such a punk. She is awful. Oh. I don't, do we don't rank her Halloween ones? I mean, we usually give a score just to see what it would average, but we don't keep track of them. Oh. What would you guys give it? Six. I'm going ten. I'm going Ooh. nine. It's, Ooh, I'm it's a perfect Halloween here. bit for so me. So 25 divided by three. That sounds complicated. Eight and a third? Fractions. I think, yep. There you go. So this would rank eight and a third, which is below a Charlie Brown Christmas. Where we're going to compare them. Da-na-na-na-na. So I put a poll an hour ago in our new Facebook group, and surprisingly, a lot of people responded to it. Uh, just asking what our listeners preferred, a Charlie Brown Christmas or a great pumpkin Charlie Brown. 35 people picked a Charlie Brown Christmas. Two people picked It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And two people, well, a listener, Craig Brewer, wrote his own answer. You're elected, Charlie <laughs> Brown. And two people yeah. voted for that. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. That's another good one. Sarah, the one that always sticks out in Sarah's mind is, why, Charlie Brown, why? Do you remember that one? No. Where uh, the little girl moves into town and... She's sick, and everyone makes fun of her. And when she comes into class bald one day, and it turns out she has cancer, and Linus feels really bad because everyone's bullying her. Oh, man. And he doesn't understand why she's going through that. Hence the why, Charlie Brown, why title. Right. Pretty rough she, she gets better in the end. It jumps forward. That's good. And she's better. But yeah, Charlie Brown tackling some serious issues. Wow. So I just shared something. I'm switching gears now that we're done with Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. About the giving manger that we just got, Julia, you should check it out for your kids. The giving manger, yeah, it's like you do these acts of kindness, and every time you do, you put a straw in the manger before the baby Jesus comes on Christmas Aww. Day. And your um, each piece of straw is making the manger comfortable for Jesus. Oh, I love that! That's awesome, so sweet, it is. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. I'm excited to do it with Ellie. Yeah, I love that. And they have calendars if you want to do it like longer, so like they have an October calendar that's already started. Anyway, huh. throwing that out there. 
something fun, thegivingmanger.com. If you're looking for a cool new family tradition to bring into the Christmas season. Even in our Patreon, we can get away from the Christmas. How, why would we? <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying that is a bad thing at all. You know what I'm looking forward to about the Christmas season? What? Growing Everything. Artis- growing Artista Podcast family in our new Facebook group. Because... It's pretty active already. I expect it to get more active as we get closer to the holidays. Absolutely. I don't know that I can handle it getting more active, y'all. I already feel like I'm falling behind. <laughs> I love it. We love our listeners. And we have special we love in our hearts for our Patreon, um, for our patrons here on Patreon as well. Um, thank you so much for all y'all do, not just listening, but doing the extra step of contributing. Um, we're hoping to bring you even more content with the remainder of the year and into the coming year here on our site. So I was actually going to ask you guys a question and we can either edit this out or keep the debate in like, since we get busy throughout the year, like, can we put up like solo content on Patreon too? If we just want to get content up there? I don't know Maybe what. Want to. I'm just thinking like if we can't work out schedules, that way we can at least get something up once per month. Yeah. Solo, so. like, not the whole group together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just wasn't yeah, sure you cool. guys felt about that. I'm good with just it. Because I, yeah. Just because I feel like we kind of slacked off this year compared to, like, last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yep. Let's say we... I'll, just do, I'll just do a whole episode of me heavy breathing into a <laughs> microphone. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> that's super creepy. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and we hope to get all of you patrons your stickers soon, too. No, we, we know will. we're behind on that, but definitely no, soon. No, we know Tom is behind on that. And <laughs> Christmas cards you'll get in the coming mm, two months, so stuff's coming for y'all. And I think you're going to get another Peanuts episode next month for Thanksgiving. I'm down. I think we should. I, I got a folding chair I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm other... just happy to finally talk about Woodstock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we should do a better Thanksgiving movie than that for patrons, just so you know. Just throw it out there. there Something like the... Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law. Polly Shore? Oh my gosh, is that a Thanksgiving movie? <laughs> it is a set of Thanksgiving <laughs> Oh Lord, have mercy! No. <laughs> um, for for those of you with little kids, by the way, Coles are selling plushes, plush stuffed animals, like decent size of Woodstock, Snoopy, Charlie Brown, and Lucy for and Linus for only like five dollars each. Like good oh, quality. I was in Coles the other day. I was like, this is like really good price for what that is. So, are you a are you a middle aged mom, Anthony? No, I just they have it right by the counter when you're. <laughs> I meant because you were going to Kohl's. <laughs> you know what? Kohl's has awesome holiday decor, and I'll defend Kohl's to the end. Plus, Kohl's takes back Amazon returns. So Yeah, they do. They do. So don't be trying to insult me there, Tom. If going to Kohl's makes me a middle-aged mom, I'll wear that title. Right, middle-aged moms are awesome. I was about to <laughs> say, why don't, why don't you insult middle-aged moms again on this podcast, Tom? Because there are two of us here that will be <laughs> up on you. <laughs> Julie is not middle-aged yet. I am, what is 30? What is middle-aged? Like 45? Is it? Yeah. 
that seems a little I figured past. I was middle-aged already. I feel like that's a later end of middle-aged. Yeah. Nope, middle-aged. 45 to 65. Well, Tom, oh, according, to the Ox- according to the Oxford English Dictionary, and y'all can't fight that one. So, boom, I was right. What's Webster's so what's before- American Dictionary say? <laughs> I don't what's know. before middle-aged? Because that's what we're in. And I want to know what that title is called. I don't know. It says that youth ends at 35 and middle age is like 45. So we are the- So what's in between? (laughs) How old are you two? I'm still a youth. 38. Same. I think, right? Oh man, we're going to have to celebrate your 40th on the podcast in two years. And with that note, everyone, have a great night. Seriously. Bye, patrons. Well, yeah, we don't have anything else to do, do we? We don't talk about what's coming next. They we don't push Patreon because we're on we're on it. And so, I have to be up in like five hours. So yeah, five and a half hours. That works. Ho, ho, ho.